0: Welcome to Phoenix Foundation, an episode-by-episode podcast review of CBS's action-adventure series, MacGyver. I'm Patrick O'Reilly. And I'm Richard Wells. And today we'll be tackling Season 5, Episode 1, Legend of the Holy Rose, Part 1. The original air date for this half of the episode was September 18th, 1989. It was directed by Michael Caffey, and it was written by Stephen Downing. Uh, Why don't we discuss this episode in brief?
1: Well, this episode, or this first part, I mean, I'm just going to describe the whole episode. Sure. Because I think that makes more sense. Yeah. Uh, In this episode... And we'll just repeat ourselves next week. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) An old friend of MacGyver, a childhood friend, Zoe Ryan, comes to ask MacGyver's help to find the Holy Grail.
0: Right. Which they're calling the Holy Rose because maybe there was a problem with calling your episode legend of the holy grail Mm -hmm. like three months after (laughs) the last crusade came out (laughs) yeah uh
1: which well we'll get into this yeah um i have have some issues also with the title and the actual terminology of this episode um so uh we open up with kind of an opening gambit yeah i mean it's 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 actually a really large chunk of the episode yeah uh that we're flying, a helicopter flying over Colombia and uh, carrying a large crate.
0: Yeah, it's almost a third of the episode of, yeah, of this it's, whole thing. It's a lot. Of thing, yeah.
1: Um, and because uh, there's only four acts, there's no fifth act in, right. this, in, the, in these two episodes.
0: And this is a very rare situation where we're actually calling it Colombia. Like, mm-hmm. usually when we're in a foreign country that's that has terrorists involved, we yeah. just give it a fake name mm-hmm. for a fake place. But not only is this Colombia, but we're straight-up calling the leader of this group Escobar, mm-hmm. which there doesn't seem to be any sort of um, ambiguity as to who this is supposed to be. Yeah, because
1: they, they talk about Medellin, and uh, yeah. this is Escobar. And yeah, I mean, they uh,
0: never say Pablo, but it's pretty clear that he's just supposed to be Pablo
1: Escobar. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, yeah, the helicopter is carrying this crate, and MacGyver is hiding inside the crate. Right. Um, and what does the crate contain— A hot tub. Right. (laughs) Um, So a
0: helicopter is dropping a hot tub at this, like, mountain encampment.
1: Yeah, it's it's like a a forced labor camp where, I guess, the forced labor is building bamboo structures.
0: Yeah, and the the forced labor is also made up of kidnapped senators' children. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, The MacGyver is off to rescue Alexander Shannon, who is a journalist and son of a senator, played by uh, Robin Mosley. Right. Who we've had before.
0: Yeah, he was the snitch in Jack in the Box mm-hmm. and then he came back to play one of the uh the bear killers, Earl in Endangered.
1: Yeah. But um he will he will return as a character who will not be the same character of another returning character. What? <laughs> so he <laughs> You know what I'm talking about though, right?
0: You're talking about the Milt Wilt scenario.
1: Yeah. He, this actor will play Wilt Bozer, repeatedly on on a couple of episodes. Right. But we're introduced to this character by a different actor, with a different name of Milt Bozer. But that's in later the future. On. Yeah, that's later on.
0: It hasn't happened yet. There, there. This show contains two characters. There's a Wilt Bozer and a Milt Bozer. Mm-hmm. And Wilt Bozer. I don't know why he would use this name twice. Yeah. But uh, but Wilt. Uh, is will be played by this character actor, Robin Mosley. Mm-hmm. Um, but Milt shows up uh, when? A couple episodes from now. Halloween Nights, I guess. Yeah. So that's five, six, somewhere like that. Um, but yeah, so he's still a ways off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but this is not Milt. This is Wilt.
1: Um, it's also important to point out that MacGyver is in Brownface. Right. <laughs> um uh, and his
0: hair is all slicked back with yeah. grease. and he, he, He's supposed to... He blends in perfectly with all the Colombians working in the yard. <laughs> At least according to the, the needs of the script.
1: Yeah. Um, so MacGyver, uh, as the hot tub is dropped off, MacGyver kind of like sneaks out and... First of all, Escobar is very confused when he talks to the pilot, like they brought you a hot tub. It's like, He's like, what? uh,
0: we did not order a hot tub. <laughs> I would remember.
1: Why why we got no we have no electricity here. Yeah. Um this thing needs a two twenty.
0: Yeah. Um The actor playing Escobar is Tony Perez, who plays Felix in the pest.
1: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um he also played Mr. Escobar on The Golden Girls.
1: <laughs> okay, so that, that's where that's where he fled to?
0: Yeah, he fled to the Golden Girls. Um and this is actually we we I don't know if we mentioned this earlier, but this is when Pablo Escobar was still operating in right, Colombia right, right. when this episode came out. Um, but uh, Tony Perez, the actor who's playing him here, also played uh, one of the two immigration officers in Scarface that it, like basically have Tony Montana in a room and they're asking him about his scar and, yeah, yeah, yeah. and where he worked and everything like that. So he's one of those two guys. He's also in Blow and he's in like yeah, every he, movie he, that's like a major drug movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: he's in. I, I, he I'm had sure a lot he's of in Sicario somewhere. Um, so the plan is to climb down the mountainside with Shannon. Right. But, uh, Michael, Sh- uh, Michael Shannon, uh, what? <laughs> Alexander Shannon. <laughs> Alexander Shannon. Uh, midnight special. You to see it. Um, uh, Alexander Shannon, uh, has recently broken his leg. I can't remember if they said it wasn't an, if it wasn't an escape attempt or I think it was. Yeah. Um, so he can't climb. So McIver is forced to come up with another plan. So he just kind of starts looking around And uh, says, where can I get four to five hours of privacy?
0: He's like, if I knew, I would be enjoying said privacy. Yeah.
1: Um, So he says, like, oh, the mess hall, because we just had lunch. And I guess we're not eating for another five hours. Um, um, No one wants coffee or a snack. The
0: mess hall is just a table of, like, mirrors. (laughs) (laughs) They're just snorting coke. I could work for hours. We just had four lines of lunch.
1: (laughs) Uh, And uh, so MacGyver starts like saying, "Like, oh, I need some bamboo cut into these lengths. Um, I need this and that." And also,
0: does bamboo grow in Colombia?
1: I I feel like bamboo pretty much grows everywhere. But like, because we got bamboo everywhere, they
0: torture people.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we got bamboo growing here in the creek bed. Yeah, Um, that's true. And uh, we're in lovely SoCal. Uh, so, I don't know, it's one of those things, like, I just feel it's, it's it can be, it's not like... We
0: probably should have moved to Vancouver for these seasons, just for, you know, th- for, to, for to save money. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> now, again, this isn't like the bamboo... Like, All the is, tax
0: breaks our podcast would have gotten.
1: This isn't like that really big bamboo that you find yeah, in, yeah. like, Japan or something like that.
0: It's what you might call ultra-light bamboo. Oh. Uh-huh. Oh.
1: Uh-huh. Well, yeah, I mean, well... Yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was just like thinking about the bamboo that they found in, um, uh, the Pete family up Family Matter.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, they use the bamboo bombs. That's right. That's fun They to made say. pipe
0: bombs out of bamboo.
1: <laughs> so, uh, MacGyver starts piecing together and he, he builds an ultralight plane. Yeah. He
0: builds a plane. And a
1: lawnmower engine and, uh.
0: Which seems crazy, but they did test this on Mythbusters, and it kind of worked. Yeah. I mean, it didn't really work because they pushed it off a cliff and it just crashed. But it wasn't a sheer drop. Mm-hmm. and If it was, then the thing would have stayed in the air.
1: Right, right. And uh, so they just kind of make At their, the very
0: least, it would have glided.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They make their daring escape on this garbage bag-winged uh, ultralight. And the kind of just already got, like, gas tanks and control rudder and, and throttle pedals. Yeah, And pedals, yeah, I was like, what? How did you build all of this? In five hours? <laughs> yeah.
0: That's all it takes, really.
1: God, it took me like ten hours to build my Lego Star Destroyer.
0: <laughs> well, he had practice building that ultralight for Jack in his own living room.
1: Oh, that's true, that's true. <laughs> that one we never got pay off for? Yeah. Um, now, here it is.
0: I'm sure Jack just left it at his house, mm-hmm. and so he's just been reverse engineering it, the ultralight kit.
1: Um... So from here we have like – He's just, back at home. He's back at home. And this is the only time we see Pete uh, for, for the and next – this whole two-parter. Yeah, this whole two-parter. It's just Pete bringing him back home. Oh, well, I'll, I'll wait till uh, The second half. Yeah, the second half here. Yeah, um, And uh, basically Pete's just warning him, hey, by the way, everyone's really mad at you for going against the Colombian cartels. Yeah. So watch your back.
0: Because like the, the senator was on television saying, yeah, we're not going to cooperate. I know mm-hmm. you have my son, but there's nothing we can do about it. So yeah, we don't negotiate with terrorists.
1: Uh, so MacGyver kind of like settles in, dozes off to watching uh, one of his classic westerns. Right. And someone starts sneaking around the boathouse on the outside. Yeah. And comes up to the the power junction box and basically just just unplugs just it. Unplugs the house. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that like MacGyver all of a sudden just kind of wakes up, and we can immediately see that there's like. Weird quality of light coming through the windows because yeah. it's, like, moving and there's, like, a little bit of a gentle rock to the house.
0: Yeah, which I feel like there would be where it normally is anyway, but... But
1: maybe not as severe. Yeah. Like, be, there's a difference between, like, being behind, like, some breakwaters and, and being some,
0: out completely in the bay.
1: Yeah. Um, Where there's, like, minor swells. Yeah. I mean, um, he's
0: not... He, he goes out onto his deck and he's... Yeah. Floating out, not in the middle of the ocean, but in the middle of like of the, the bay, bay where yeah. his, his house is normally docked. And
1: and kudos yeah. for them because they did it.
0: Yeah, it's like, the it's the actual houseboat that we see the exterior of, and they yeah. actually towed it out into the bay.
1: Mhm. Uh,
0: of course, we're all expecting this to be Jack's work, and then a speedboat comes, comes by around the corner with supremely frosted windows to hide the guy who's probably piloting this. Yeah,
1: exactly. You, you you could not drive this boat safely because you yeah. wouldn't be able to see.
0: Yeah, it looks like it's been sandblasted.
1: Um so this is where we come into the second act. But um I, I, I wanna kind of touch back. Um, we didn't discuss the opening credits and how they've changed.
0: Right. Luckily, uh, I'm very happy to see that Bigfoot is still here. Yeah. Bigfoot Over Stephen Downing's name. Yeah. I, I guarantee <laughs> you that was a request on his part.
1: Um we it's mostly again some clips, some new clips from well, there's a clip from Tommy Giorgiano. Right. Um and uh, very
0: interesting footage shows up all of a sudden
1: yeah and then um
0: the first hint of it is is dana's title card
1: yeah yeah dana dana's intro has been not only been reshot but it's in it's it's in a similar way where he's pointing at a map but now he smiles he turns
0: and smiles directly at the camera for his name
1: um much how macgyver did right all the time for his now does they
0: still have the old shot of macgyver leaning over the wing of the plane right i
1: think it's a new shot of that too
0: is it the new one with the hanger in the background, yeah, or does ha- that come in later?
1: No, it's, it's a hanger in the background.
0: Okay, so they they took the the plane from The Last Stand out, and now we have him leaning over a plane with the hanger in the background. Mm-hmm. We've reshot him eating ice cream in Bulgaria,
1: right? Which or now Budapest, Budapest. But now it's just because he was a traffic signal in the background. But now right. it's just now a it's clock. a
0: clock because they couldn't find a traffic signal in Canada because they don't <laughs> use.
1: Yes, yeah. they're all they, weird colors. They have these
0: elves at uh, intersections that direct <laughs> traffic. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever been to Canada. That's how it works up there. And then uh, the footage of him uh, barely making it through the gate mm-hmm. has been replaced. The footage from the beginning of Thief of Budapest – or no, the,
1: the, the gauntlet, the map opening gambit,
0: where he, like, sits down and leans against a box, like, and exhales has been reshot.
1: And, and, the, and the coming up against the door – that's locked.
0: Oh right, yeah. That's also from the map, yeah.
1: Um, and so and and he is looking buff. But I honestly
0: feel like they reshot it because he looks so different this season than, yeah. than even last season. His hair is lighter, mm-hmm. it's longer, and he's ripped way yeah. more than he used to way be.
1: Way more ripped. Yeah. And and they showcase it a lot in yeah. this season. Um. So I just wanted to touch on those things. Yeah.
0: No, absolutely. It's it's worth pointing out. It's
1: also it's still it's still in stereo.
0: Right. It and now, f- at least in the Netflix uh, version, which I don't know if we've mentioned on the show, is going to be disappearing on July 1st. Yeah. But um, actually, it's way after July 1st. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, folks. It yeah. disappeared on July 1st. So you
1: can't watch it anymore.
0: Um, but in in the Netflix versions that used to be up, uh, when it would say available in stereo, now it's, the word stereo comes up and then slides to both sides of the mm-hmm. screen in this really cool graphic. Um, yeah. And so... Where were we? Back at uh, the houseboats floating around, Mm -hmm. and and, uh, Zoe shows up.
1: Yeah. Zoe Ryan, uh, uh, who is... She was a student. She's a student. She's a childhood friend of MacGyver. She even knows Jack. Okay. Like, she's saying, oh, remember, like, you and me and Jack used to to pal around... Um and MacGyver Used to
0: call us the three musketeers. No, that was that was us and Mike, but she's yeah. gone. You could be the third musketeer now.
1: <laughs> We've been looking for a replacement musketeer. <laughs> um Zoe uh says that like MacGyver was a senior and she was in seventh grade. Right. So He's uh, five years older than yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Even though she looks younger than that.
1: hmm And uh and, like, she said that uh, in, order, in order to get MacGyver's attention, according to Jack, uh, you have to do something to get it. Yeah. Like, if you want because to Because
0: Jack has never tried just calling. Yeah. Or he did that one time in Jack in the Box, and it worked fine.
1: Yeah, it worked fine. <laughs> just call. Well, but he also had to make it seem like he was being arrested, which he yeah. was going to be. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, Zoe says he needs MacGyver's, she, he, she needs MacGyver's help. But for she has a tendency to ramble on. Yeah. Um, she she never quite comes to the point. Yeah. Um, and, and MacGyver's all, Just tell me what you want me to do!
0: Which my wife pointed out may have been the inspiration for a specific line in the MacGruber movie. Just tell me what you want me to f- <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Such a good movie.
1: Uh... So she wants MacGyver's help to find the Holy Grail. Right. Which he, he's like, they already
0: found it. I, I saw, saw the, the movie.
1: Indiana Jones already found it. <laughs> um, and, and she's all, be serious, MacGyver. <laughs> like, yeah. like, Wait. No,
0: okay, let's be serious. Let's go look for the Holy Grail. The thing that people use as like a code word for a thing that I will never find. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, so Zoe brings MacGyver back to uh, the university. Right. I assume she towed the house back, but also that doesn't—that boat doesn't seem like it's really good to tow a house. It seems like it doesn't have. How would you gently guide it back into place? Yeah, with a boat like that. It's like a know. speedboat.
0: It's much easier to tug it out into the bay. I don't think she was thinking that far ahead. Yeah, she just has to nudge it back in. The yeah, they have to call the, the coast
1: guard. They get all kinds of fines yeah. for having the boat house. Yeah. Uh, so the first thing that happens when they're on the university campus Which is... Which
0: looks like the same school from Hell Week.
1: Uh similar, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Um, a coach comes up furious at Zoe. And Zoe Zoe is very passionate about misogyny. Yeah. Um she she she's not afraid to say that uh people are unenlightened if they play sports. Yeah and uh uh, she goes off on these things about, like, the, the faculty is so, yeah, so male the athletic department
0: is so, like, overfunded and mm-hmm. we're so underfunded. And uh, we're doing, like, noble archaeological work and they're just crashing into each other on a field. Yeah. Um, so she destroyed the field.
1: Yeah, so she destroyed the field. Um, probably didn't get permission to do so yeah. from the school.
0: And didn't expect the coach to be upset about it? Yeah,
1: and didn't tell him. Yeah, like, yeah. it's like... You're kind of making these own situations. Yeah, you were
0: way in the wrong here. <laughs>
1: I mean, I appreciate what you're trying to do. Yeah. But uh, there, there are better ways to do this. Um, so I, I don't really know what the purpose of this scene is even. Yeah. Like, Because it's just taking us out of the story for a moment. Yeah. Or I, guess, I think
0: I think with a two-parter sometimes you're going to have arbitrary scenes.
1: Yeah. Um, but as they go back to uh, Zoe's office... As soon as they open the door, a man bursts through the door, punches MacGyver, yeah. and runs off. And Zoe's yelling, stop him! Why didn't you stop him? Yeah, it's like,
0: because <laughs> uh, I just got punched in the face and I was unconscious.
1: Um, and so she kind of goes back in to uh, uh, look for what they may have been searching for. again.
0: And the guy who came out was, I believe, was Vladimir Kulik, the guy who played the bodyguard from Fraternity of Thieves. Um, the one who got gassed.
1: No, no, that's uh, that, that's on? that's Mammon, Mammon.
0: Mammon, okay. That that's Vladimir Kuduk. Okay.
1: This guy has been in other stuff though. Oh, okay. I I he has been in other episodes. Um, I think. No, yeah, no, I think, I, I think I'm right. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> um, luckily though, uh, again, Zoe is going on and on about what's going on and how she came into this situation, that uh, that Von Lear is probably the one who's had her office destroyed and is searching for the thing that she has. Right. Which is a very fancy pillow. Right. <laughs> she, she pulls the out a very
0: the, fancy and strikingly uncomfortable. pillow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Oh God, this feels like there's something rigid Jamming in into my back. Um, uh, so she, she tells MacGyver that Eric Von Lear, who's the, uh, I guess deals in precious stones. Yeah. Uh, was turns out to be funding her research, and when she refused to work with him, the dean shut down the project, and so she's been forced to go on her own.
0: Because she's turning down money from investors, so it's like, okay, well, you don't, you don't want help. Stop yeah. doing it.
1: Yeah. Um, and so she shows MacGyver the thing that she has, um, and it is a kind of a – she calls it Diana's mirror. It's really more of a bowl. Right, I mean, or a helmet or something. It's kind of a weird. It's shape. like an. It's
0: Diana's ashtray.
1: Yeah, um, it, it, I, I reference a, a, doughboy, helmet like the British soldiers used in sure, World yeah, War One. Sure. Yeah. And, and uh, so while she's having this talk with uh, MacGyver, von Lear, played by the great Christopher, Christopher Neem, uh, AKA Quail.
0: Yes. From finally coming back.
1: Um, he's playing Eric von Lear, and the guy who was searching the office, uh, we only know him as Airman, comes in and says, oh, well, I don't think that they can ID me. He's like, oh, you don't think they can ID yeah. you? Yeah. And he is just being the most British you can ever imagine. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, he, and he tells – um there's two other people in the car with him, Shima and Mammon. Yeah. Mammon is the Vladimir. Um, but Shima – is played by Judd Omen.
0: Who people might remember from his cameo appearance in Pee-wee's Big Adventure.
1: Yeah. Oh, I was so excited when I saw that. I was like, it's Mickey!
0: It's Mickey, who, uh, if you don't recall, he was uh, an outlaw who was on mm-hmm. the run because he cut the tags off of a bunch of mattresses.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Code for slitting throats, yes. no doubt. Yeah. Um, like, cut him off. <laughs>
0: Yeah, they also drive off a cliff. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> yeah. But then uh, they put up the the top of the car as a as a parachute.
1: A parachute. And then later, Pee-wee tries to sneak a nail file in a foot long.
0: <laughs> to get him out. Yeah. It's like
1: nice try, Pee-wee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Paging Mr. Herman.
0: <laughs> you have a telephone call at the front desk.
1: That's great, Pee-wee. <laughs> Oh God that movie is so great uh, so von Lear is displeased with Ehrman's failure to get not only get the mirror but to that he is identified so now what have, is
0: the story that she has about this mirror
1: uh, like how she got it
0: or no what it is like the origin or does she go into that later she goes into that later okay when
1: we when we meet up with Professor Wycliffe. Right.
0: but so right now we're in the we're in the limo with everybody
1: yeah so von Lear orders Shima to shoot airmen while they're in, the, in car. the car
0: don't take them out and kill them somewhere discreet yeah. shoot them in the car and get blood all over our limousine
1: yeah and then he says alright now we're gonna go for a drive <laughs> driving with the
0: it's dead it's like please only take left because <laughs> every time you turn right this body is gonna fall on me
1: also um, you know what happens when you kill someone they lose ba- bowel and bladder control <laughs> yeah and uh, I
0: really should have thought this through <laughs>
1: This is this is the worst. Sell this car. <laughs> uh, so Zoe is describing. Man,
0: man, shoot Shima for shooting you.
1: <laughs> Wait, this was a
0: terrible idea. Which one of you <laughs> is driving? Yes. <laughs> which one of you is still alive?
1: Shoot the other one. Um, Diana's mirror again, which we described is, is kind of a bowl shape, shiny on one side, uh, markings and imprints on the other, made by an alchemist named Ambrose. Yeah. And. So Ambrose has this great like legend that he had created these artifacts and hidden a bunch of stuff, including the Holy Grail.
0: Right, and they all have hints as far as where you can find the next piece. Mm-hmm.
1: So uh, Zoe starts trying to explain this all to MacGyver, um, and that that's when like MacGyver doesn't c- quite understand because she's talking too fast. She's not really explaining everything she's just kind of going in on, on her own little thoughts right? and that's when Professor Wycliffe enters to help kind of fill in the blanks for MacGyver right
0: Michael Ensign yeah
1: Michael Ensign so so now we reprising have reprising
0: his role from Ghostbusters as the hotel yeah concierge concierge guy or the hotel manager I guess
1: mm. um, so basically Wy- Wycliffe gives the the Cliff Notes version of the Ambrose Wycliffe's legend Cliff notes
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, get, it? get it I see
1: what you did there Um, basically he was trying to hide relics from destruction from the Catholic church. So this is where I have like my issue with this episode right off the bat. Right. This isn't the Holy grail. This is not the cup of Christ. This is not that, that grail. Yeah. This is just a very important artifact that Ambrose hid. That the Catholic
0: church is trying to hide because of its sacrilegious. Yeah implications.
1: Exactly. Because if if it was the holy grail, the church wouldn't destroy it.
0: Yeah, or try to destroy any evidence on the path to it.
1: Yeah, it would be so important. It's in their
0: best interest to find it and protect it.
1: Yeah. So that right off the bat is just telling me this is not the Holy grail. It would have
0: been more like in the mummy when there's like a team of people guarding it at all times so Mm -hmm. that you can't even possibly get in there. Yeah. There would be like a whole army waiting for them when they figure out where they're supposed
1: to go. So, um, but Ambrose is trying to hide, I guess what, I guess you would describe them as pagan. Yeah. Pagan artifacts from, from ancient peoples, from what Zoe describes as more, um civilized people. Sure. As she says, oh, you know, people aren't meant to kill each other. They're not, she she goes off on a lot of like, uh, craziness yeah. a little bit. I mean, not that she I don't. She
0: doesn't realize that people are supposed to kill each other. Yeah,
1: no, not, I'm not trying to say that, obviously. <laughs> but she, she has this overly naive view. Yeah. Maybe I'm just jaded. That's the problem. Yeah. I'm just cynical. That's your problem. Um, but the, the, the Diana's mirror is the first piece of the puzzle on the trail. Right. And it's pointing to London, to uh, the the Abbey of St. Asarinus.
0: Right, which was a church at one point. Mm-hmm. And so they decide they're going to head there to find whatever their next clue would be. Yeah, Turns out it's not a church anymore. It's a museum of torture.
1: Yeah. Much like the uh, the church in Last Crusade was converted into a library. Right. This is very much following in the footsteps of <laughs> Last, Last Crusade, Crusade very everybody. Closely, yeah.
0: Um, Instead of being an X on the ground, it's like a giant well in mm-hmm. the back of the... In the back of the torture museum.
1: And, uh, you know, the, the ancient cult that's – instead of the ancient cult that's protecting the grail, it's an ancient cult who's trying looking to for destroy it. destroy it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's who Shima is. We'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah. Uh, describe more of Shima's character. Yeah. So yeah, the, the
0: they get to this torture museum.
1: Yeah, and inside is a woman who's kind of closing up shop for the day, and is trying to get them to leave. Yeah. which is like, wait a minute. Once you once there's but like... she's
0: not closing up shop for the day. She's closing up temporarily so she can go get a haircut. Yeah, like it's not even that like their their hours aren't over, but she's like, I right, can come back tomorrow because she just doesn't want people to come in here. Mm-hmm. But she's putting like this corpse outside that says that they're close. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a sign that's also a corpse.
1: Um so but I'm I going to go ahead and spoil it now cuz there's a reveal for this character of Eunice right that she actually works for Von Lear. Yeah. So it's like why is she trying to convince them to leave? Yeah. Cuz the whole point is that
0: they're trying to follow them to to what the next they're looking clue. For.
1: It's like why It's
0: like if you already like the fact that she works here means you'd already gotten this far.
1: Yeah. Why why pretend like it's closing? Why not why not, Why just, not say, just
0: invite them in and watch yeah, what they're doing?
1: Yeah, exactly. Oh, come on in. The tickets, ten dollars a person, ten pounds a person, or whatever. Um, it, it made no sense except to to throw us off.
0: So they bribe her with a tip for her hairdresser, mm-hmm. who she's not even going to see because she had to stay late at work.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if I were, if it would have been a great line for MacGyver. By the way, what that money back. yeah Yeah. <laughs> Um, but Eunice, like
0: I want that money back because your hair looks terrible. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> you need to fire. I, I want
0: my money back. You should fire your
1: hairdresser. Um, uh, Eunice, uh, we had previously in uh, Thin Ice, right? Yeah, uh, she was the the doctor who was with the the old coach.
0: And I think she'll come back too. Yeah,
1: she comes back. Um, so as Mac and Zoe start searching around, we one of the transcriptions on Diana's mirror is exercise thee, thou unclean spirit, which MacGyver seems to remember from a recent from a gym that he used to go to. (laughs) Exercise (laughs) thee. Um uh, that yeah. So that was a a saying that a priest used at a baptism. Right. I'm actually not familiar with baptism rites. So somebody
0: somebody at the Phoenix Foundation's kid had a baptism. A baptism and so he remembered that line from it
1: and luckily so she's all oh then it must be in a baptismal and then she starts pacing and from what I can remember of 12th century architecture the baptismal baptismal should be be
0: right here (laughs)
1: like, you mean the only other object that's in that room (laughs) Um, it's covered up by like some panels like displaying axes and uh, swords and stuff Um, so they take it down and there's the baptismal and, uh, they immediately kind of noticed that there's like a metal wheel in the yeah. middle of the baptismal. There's
0: curtains that are hung up that are clearly new. Mm-hmm. So people hung these up and knew that there was a baptismal here. Yeah. And yeah, there's this metal, yeah, a wheel inside mm-hmm. of it that they noticed that the, the, the mirror, mirror fits perfectly into. But, but also. But you don't need the mirror. Yeah.
1: Also you can just grab it and turn it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, but they, instead they, they fit the, but this is a recurring theme, uh, with these puzzle pieces, which is what I really like. Yeah. It's always about lining up the symbols like a child safety cap. Right. There, there are three symbols that are repeated on all these items and all, all these puzzles that they find. And it, all the puzzles are just about lining up those pieces. Yeah. Um, so I was like, I like that they're consistent with this puzzle solving. Yeah. It's, it's a different kind of puzzle, it but it does it's,
0: seem like these were all orchestrated by the same guy. Yeah. Which is the implication.
1: Um, so they, they, they put the mirror in there again, making it much harder to turn the wheel because you have to grasp a hemisphere and try to turn it. Yeah. There's no good torque to grab on it.
0: Whereas there are bars the whole way around this thing that they could just be turning it. But as they're turning it, they're noticing these, these staffs are being revealed Mm -hmm. in the upper part of the baptismal. Yeah.
1: They're, they're being, uh, uh, not retracted, but protracted, protracted, (laughs) they are drawing Drawing circles, drawing half circles. (laughs) They're telling you the angle. Uh, uh, so yeah, so the three scepters emerge and they take him down. Uh, again, the three symbols corresponding to the symbols on the mirror. Right. So Eunice returns and pulls the gun on him. and Zoe, Maxi, uh, Mammon, Von Lear, and Shima all arrive at the same time. Um, they're basically they they're saying that well we need we don't we only need Zoe. Right. Uh, we don't need you, MacGyver. And so he, he just goes, Shimmer, shoot him. Like, yeah. It's it's not like like he doesn't give a speech either. It's like at this point he's like it's like it's like, well, MacGyver, we won't be needing you any further, so yeah. Don't it's just like, think...
0: okay, well, shoot him.
1: Yeah, shoot him. Um, and uh, Zoe has way too much time to grab the scepters, run over to some random weird torture scepter grinder, sh- <laughs> scepter grinder, and say, if you shoot him, I will destroy the scepters. Yeah. It's like why did we let her run all the way over there? It was, like, on the (laughs) other side of the room.
0: I feel like we maybe should have shot her, too.
1: Yeah. How about we just shoot her? Because we don't really need her? (laughs) Um, But, uh, spoiler alert. Um, And uh, so, Von Lear just concedes and says, Okay, Eunice, get the car started. Shima, tie MacGyver to this platform. Yeah. And... I guess Zoe assumes that he's going to be fine strapped to a platform.
0: Yeah, I don't understand the logic behind that because then they take her and then he starts this axe in motion swinging back and forth over him.
1: Yeah, and she says, wait, stop. He's like, no, you stop. I can't stop this pendulum. It's it's all on you now. And so she's forced to surrender herself and the scepters. Like, I and feel like
0: if the, the, he was like, she must shoot him. And then she's like, if you shoot him, I'm going to grind these scepters. And then like, they should have just been like, if you grind those scepters, we're going to shoot him. Yeah. So give us the scepters.
1: And we won't shoot him.
0: And then we'll shoot him. Because anyway. we can do whatever we want. Yeah. We, have, we have the we guns. Have
1: guns. <laughs> no, Mr. Von you have bullets. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to go into a Viva Vendetta speech. But I, won't, I won't do it. <laughs> Uh, and, uh, so yeah, so MacGyver's underneath this pendulum and Von Lear is explaining that as a, uh, the water drains from this tank and consistently fills like this little spoon, it keeps turning this a wheel
0: that slowly lowers the ax. From yeah. the ceiling. Um,
1: apparently from what I can gather about what I've researched on the pendulum,
0: this is a real thing
1: that it's not a real thing. Oh
0: yeah. I was pretty sure it was not.
1: <laughs> it, 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 it's like a, it's just like kind of like the iron maiden is like, it's like this nobody like, ever used it. Yeah, it was like this is a terrible idea. Yeah. It's not going to work. Um, um, also apparently the Inquisition had rules about bloodshed.
0: Oh, interesting. you could
1: torture people as long as you didn't shed blood. So you could hmm. beat them up, you could put them on hot coals, you could hang them upside down, you could rip out like toenails and stuff, but as long as yeah, uh. Uh, as long as you didn't shed any blood cuz that's bad. Right. Trying to get these people to confess. Interesting. So the pendulum wouldn't have done because they would have killed him. Cut him in half. Right. So uh, Zoe surrenders herself, thinking that they're going to take him off the pendulum uh, slab. But, of course, they don't because why would they? Yeah. Um, and
0: he already mentioned that they can't stop the axe. So yeah. he's like, all right, let's get out of
1: here. So uh, Von Lear, as he exits, like just kind of goes, intriguing, isn't it? And then gives like a so weird salute to MacGyver as he leaves. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "What?" His
0: name is so great.
1: Um, so MacGyver is left uh, as the pendulum swings back and forth, and we get a freeze frame, and uh, to be continued.
0: Yeah, for the first time since what? We had a two-parter before, right?
1: Uh, did we?
0: Yeah, Lost Love.
1: Oh, Lost Love, yeah. But it that... didn't
0: end on like this crazy of a cliffhanger yeah. with MacGyver on the verge of being cut in half. Yeah,
1: MacGyver was still perfectly alive just given a deadline.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's where this episode yeah, drops a, like, off.
1: Like, I don't want to say anything really about the episode until we've seen the whole thing. Right. But um, it's a pretty exciting adventure thus far. Yeah.
0: Um, and I, I kind of like the... I, I missed the episodes where they were... Kind of ripping off movies, mm-hmm. like well, I realize that it's sometimes it could be considered lazy, like to borrow so so heavily from an existing property. Yeah. but it's also like it's a really popular property, and it makes yeah. sense to borrow from. Um, but it's I, a, it's just a fun story.
1: Well, and I and I just love like this kind of stuff. Like that's why I like Gold Rush. I, yeah. love, I love like crazy booby traps and puzzles and stuff like that and i also
0: love all the locations so far i mean it makes sense they dump a lot of money into the premiere Mm -hmm. um but just like the awesome library and then this torture place was pretty cool like the set decoration is great yeah
1: this is like uncharted it's like i mean that's why i like the uncharted game so much it's just it's just such a an adventure
0: i also can't believe that it took this long for them to realize oh the houseboat moves why don't we take it somewhere no They could have used that that as like a tool for, like a Wizard of Oz esque like MacGyver hallucinating episode. Oh, well, <laughs> like, those are to come. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, this this could have been the tool for one of those where it's just like, you know, her house gets picked up and dropped in another land. Like oh. he just comes out of his front door and it's like, oh, my house is not where I left it. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, this is a fun episode. I'm I'm digging it so far. Yeah. And. Uh, Spoiler alert, I dig the rest of it too, <laughs> but you can hear more about that second half when we discuss it next week. Um, I think that's about it for this half yeah, I
1: mean because I mean it's a, it's a two part episode, and
0: we'll go more in depth on our the whole story criticism at the end of
1: the yeah whole thing. I mean it's not our fault because the first third of this episode was not related to the story yeah and was. Not all that interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So I feel like, you know.
0: There's more to talk about in part two. Exactly. Yeah. Um, But if you have any thoughts you'd like to share with us about this half, uh, you can find us on Twitter at Opening Gambit. You can find us at Facebook.com slash Phoenix Foundation Podcast or our website, PhoenixFoundationPodcast.com. And if you're digging the show, feel free to review us on iTunes. Tune in next week when we cover season five, episode two, Legend of the Holy Rose part two. Big surprise. All right. Thank you for listening. (laughs) Bye.